Hi, and welcome to the FTB podcast. My name is Robin. And I'm Michelle. And the Fit Girl Boss podcast is all about highlighting some pretty badass, amazing women who are CEOs, business owners, founders, whether of a small business or a big corporation, but also prioritize their fitness, nutrition, and overall health. We'll be talking about how we can marry a busy lifestyle and a healthy lifestyle together to achieve anything. And also the importance of how taking care of yourself physically and mentally through nutrition can have a positive effect on the bottom line of your business. This podcast is brought to you by Bodzi, an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching company dedicated to helping female entrepreneurs heighten their health and fitness levels, all while running a business. You can visit us at www.bodzi.com. Today we are recording an FGB short, and um, these are always a different topic, always something that's pretty relevant to what's happening in our community, um, whether it's you know some questions that we've been getting uh, recently, um, whether it's uh, on a blog post that we've posted, or just something that we're kind of seeing trending on social media. Um, and Michelle came to me with the idea of doing an episode on protein, um, because Michelle's been loaded up with some pretty recent clients, uh, lately in the past few weeks, which has been awesome. And I know that a lot of people, um, probably you included listening to this. I think we all go through a period, um, where we really struggle with either getting in protein, um, really understanding why it's important. Um, the benefits of having it in our diet and why it needs to be kind of at the forefront of our minds when it comes to our nutrition. Yeah. Um, I love this one and I'm excited for this one because I also, you know, protein is something that I have to continuously work on and continuously be conscious of day to day. So I think that this one applies to so many people and um, let's get into it. Let's put our science hats on today and get our beakers out. Let's get our little beakers out. <laughs> Too bad we weren't recording. I didn't even put these on YouTube anymore because I would have totally gotten dressed up for this. A little well, I wouldn't thing. have, so I'm glad that we didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, talk about like, as you may or may not know about me, like the Bodsy kind of program and like our philosophy in general is education, right? Like we really want to take this, this point of like making sure that we are educating our members and, ed and educating you so that you have a better understanding of, you know, the reasons why uh, we do certain things and why things are important. And, you know, knowledge is power. And when you have a better understanding of something, then you are more inclined to, um, you know, act on it. And I think that, I mean, protein in and of itself, like it's not one of the highly palatable macronutrients. Like it's not like we ever crave protein. I mean, I know like maybe one or two people that weirdly crave protein, but it's just something that is naturally so um, difficult to incorporate in the quantity in which we need it for like, you know, high performance. Um, and so yeah, we'll talk about like the whys. We'll talk about kind of more biological stuff about why it's so important, what happens to our body at a biological level when we're aging and stuff, when it comes to much muscle retention and muscle growth and stuff like that. And, and hopefully by the end of this episode, 
you will not only have like tangible takeaways on how you can incorporate protein into your diet, but you'll understand more of like the reasoning why we're such huge advocates of, uh, you know, making sure that you have a high protein diet. Yeah. And I'm going to go, I'm going to start with a little bit of a bold statement here, but I feel confident in this statement, but protein is the single most important macro macronutrient for weight loss and for body composition. Agreed. You agreed. Yeah. It's pretty and bold, I, pretty bold to say that, but, um, it you know, is it isn't like, I think like, like I get where you're, you know, I think it's when it comes to, I think you think it's bold because when it comes to anything like nutrition and fitness or just in the wellness world in general, like having any sort of black and white statement is bold in a sense. Um, yeah. I think like when you claim, like when you put your foot down to claim something, it's going to come with some backlash, like regardless of what it is, right? Just yeah. because there's so much conflicting views and opinions and shit out there. And there's not really many things that, that, um, that stay hundred percent true. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like protein, I would agree is the single most important nutrient for weight loss and body composition. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So a high protein diet intake, um, boost metabolism, reduces appetite and changes several weight regulating hormones. So protein can help you lose weight and belly fat. Which, yeah. yeah, which a lot of us, you know, a lot of us are, are coming to us with those goals right now is losing weight and, and belly fat while also trying to maintain muscle. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, so I think it's obviously like why, right? Why does yeah. protein and how does protein help us lose weight and body fat? Um, I mean, higher protein intake actually increases the level of satiety. So it is appetite reducing. And I think that's one of the bigger things, um, that protein does. So like if we're not including protein into our diet, it's really easy for us to overeat fat and carbohydrates, like so easy. Mm -hmm. That's why when we talk about caloric intake, we pair it with macronutrients, like pretty well from day one. Um, because you know, we can say go eat 2000 calories a day, but if you're eating 2000 calories and not focusing on your macros and, and an equal balance of all three, then, you know, you can, you can totally easily eat carbohydrates and fat and maybe like, you know, 40 grams of protein without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so when you incorporate protein into your diet, your appetite regulating hormones, so ghrelin and leptin, it will regulate those to a, a better degree and will actually reduce, um, your hunger hormone ghrelin. So ghrelin is that hormone that tells you when you are hungry. Um, it, you know, it is, it is at its highest right before you eat a meal. Um, and when you do eat a meal, um, rich in protein, it will suppress that ghrelin hormone for longer, um, which is in and of itself, a huge benefit of protein. So this is kind of a side note and kind of funny, but maybe, maybe it'll help people, you know, remember this. Cause when I was doing the precision nutrition course and we talk about ghrelin, I automatically went back to like, I know I'm older than you, Robin. So you remember that guy gremlin Yes. <laughs> and he just ate everything, yeah. right? Yeah. He just like went around eating everything. So when I was studying, I was like, I always called it gremlin. And then I'm like, okay, you know, this is going, this is your hunger hormone. And like, I I just made that association. And like, now 
whenever I hear it, I, I can't get past it. But maybe that'll, you know, help people. <laughs> it first helps. I've heard that one before. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple people, maybe it was in the precision nutrition group or something. I can't remember, but I've heard a couple people make that associate, association. Maybe um, it was me in the group. <laughs> yeah, maybe you. <laughs> Yeah. So if you ever need to remember ghrelin is your, uh, I'm hungry hormone and leptin is your, I am full hormone. Yeah. So ghrelin is at its highest right before you eat and leptin is at its highest right after you eat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, by reducing the hunger, this is what I was going to say too, before I went off on my little gremlin um, thing, but by reducing the hunger, um, this is one of the main reasons protein helps you lose weight. It can actually make you eat fewer calories automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the nature of you feeling fuller for longer. Yeah. And, and, you know, I already mentioned, like, there are very few things that ring true, like, like, you know, fact, I mean, obviously there are a lot of facts when it comes to nutrition, like science-based and nutritional science and stuff. But when it comes to like weight loss, I should say, like, we know that it comes down to, you know, calories in calories out. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know, that I am, you know, you have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight. We know that, but we also know that being in a caloric deficit tends to be a little bit more complicated than just, you know, eating 1200 calories and and hoping that you're going to lose weight. Um, And so in and of itself, like eating a high protein diet will kind of naturally put you in um, a bit more of a caloric deficit, um, which hopefully will lead to some weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just one of the reasons. Another huge reason that protein uh, or why protein is so important is because of the actual kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? the like brain, I don't know what I'm looking at, what I'm looking for, like the, the composition, I guess, of the protein molecule and where it increases your thermic effect, right? So it will actually increase your, your body temperature in the process of digesting it, which will then lead to burning extra calories as well, right? So not only are you feeling fuller for longer when you're after you eat protein, but in the process of digesting protein and metabolizing the food, um, your thermic effect of food is heightened. So, you know, all not, you know, there are so many sources and so many studies on this and they all can't really come to the exact same figure, but it is clear that protein has a much higher thermic effect as up to 20 to 30% versus your carbs and your fat, which have anywhere from, you know, zero to 10%. And what that means is, you know, you can be burning up to 30% of the calories that are coming from the protein, um, just in the digestive process. Whereas if you're eating a fat, for example, you may, you may burn up to, you know, three or 5% of the calories that you're consuming through fat. Okay. What that means is, you know, if you, if you go with a thermic effect of 30% for protein, if you're eating hundred calories of protein, you might end up having only 70 usable calories of that Mm -hmm. or 70. Did I say seven or 70? I don't know what I said. (laughs) 70. No, you said 70. You got it right. Yeah. And we're going deep. You did put your science hat on for that one. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the bottom line is a high protein intake can make you burn about, you know, anywhere from 80 to hundred more calories per day Mm -hmm. of versus eating a higher um, carb or higher fat. Um, So it's also important to notice that in 
you know, if we're just specifically talking about fat or weight loss right now and fat loss, that weight loss doesn't always equal fat loss. So when you lose weight, muscle mass also tends to be reduced as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you really want to lose just strictly body fat, um, then the way to preserve that muscle is by having a higher protein diet. Mm -hmm. Because exactly. losing muscle is obviously a side effect of weight, of weight loss that most people don't want. Well, right, exactly. And when we talk about, I mean, body fat percentage has become um, a way more used metric versus the um, like BMI, for example, right? Like it used to be all about your BMI and then people became educated on what BMI actually like means. Right. And it really means nothing. Like you and I are both very obese under the BMI scale, right? Yeah. Like it makes no sense. And so when body fat percentage came into conversation, it was, it's, it's great because it really kind of breaks down your tissue, right? It's not just talking about your weight. It's talking about the composition of your, of your tissue. Um, and so just as you said, like weight loss doesn't always mean fat loss. And so let's say you lost, um, I don't know, I'm not gonna be able, I'm not gonna be able to do it exactly on point here, but let's say you lost 10 pounds and, um, five of that was muscle mass, right? Your body fat percentage, um, wouldn't change that much. Mm -hmm. Like it really wouldn't change. Let's say you lost 10 pounds and you were able to maintain all of your muscle mass and, and really lose 10 pounds of body fat. That's when we're going to see a drastic de decrease in your body fat percentage. Yeah. Um, and so if body fat percentage is a goal of yours, well, you know, it, it really should be for anybody who, who wants to lose weight, right? We say weight loss because it's, you know, it's easier than saying, Hey, we're a, re a body fat reduction body fat percentage reducing, <laughs> like, no, we're a weight loss coaching company. We're not a body fat percentage reducing company, but like, really that's what it comes down to. Right. Like if you say you want to lose weight, like really what it should be is it should be, I want to, I, I want to go through some body recomposition. Um, and we try and educate everybody on that coming into the program, right? Like, you know, at the end of the day, the scale doesn't really matter if you, uh, if you lost five pounds and at the same time we're lifting and you ended up gaining five pounds of muscle, you're going to stay the exact same weight. And that's like freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't come to us with a weight loss goal, a lot of people also come with, you know, I want that quote unquote toned look. Yeah. Oh, right. And that toned look is basically your body for, for fat percentage has gone down and your muscle has either stayed the same or increased. Right. That's what toned means. Right. Totally. We should just become a toned coaching company. <laughs> yeah. Body fat percentage reducing and toned coaching company. I'm kind of digging that as our like catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds catchy to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, yeah, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that one, but I was just going to sum that up if you didn't want to add anything. Yeah. So go ahead if you do. No, I was just, no, I was kind of going to do the same thing. I think like, you know, protein, like just to sum it up as you were going to do, like in order to get that, just as you said, tone lean look, it's important that you, you know, incorporate high protein uh, strength training. Those are really two big important components for an effective, you know, fat loss plan, not just particularly a weight loss plan. Um, they'll keep both of those things. So strength training and high protein intake will help keep your metabolism high. Um, they're going to make sure that you're retaining all your lean mass. 
Um, and they're going to make sure that you're not, you know, just losing unnecessary or unwanted um, weight. For sure. So I think we've kind of done a good idea of explaining the why um, behind protein. And, you know, why don't we talk about like how much protein is optimal? for yes. each individual that's like the biggest question i think i get on uh, on tiktok for sure how much protein should i be eating a day yeah exactly and i think it's because you know like the recommended protein amount is very very oh, low yeah and that's um, what people go off of right like so the dietary reference intake uh is very low and people will see that somewhere and then we'll tell them no no you should be eating you know, this amount, which is substantially higher. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to eat a whole chicken every day or whatever, right? So what is the the dietary reference intake? I think it's only around like 46, 56 grams for the average woman. 60, yeah, something like that. Like 40, I mean, 40 to 60 grams for the average woman. Um, Yeah. And I think like, is that actually like we should pull up that actual number is the one is the number there 46 to 56 is that the actual one yeah that's the actual one okay so so like 46 <laughs> oh and and respectively so 46 for women 56, 56 for, men. for men yeah so this this amount may be enough to depress you know prevent deficiency but oh. it's far from optimal if you're trying to lose weight or gain muscle well right, right? yeah you're not coming to, to us for like, are you not seeking out any advice on the internet being like, how do I just exist? Yeah. What's my, what do I need to eat to just live and not die? It's like, <laughs> no, like how much do I need to eat to like thrive as a human being and be like an exceptional person? Like, right. So it's vastly different. Um, so according to a, a bunch of studies aiming for, for about 30% of your total daily uh, intake. So your calories seems to be pretty efficient for and effective for weight loss. And that's kind of what we use um, as a starting point for most of our members. When they come into the program, we put them at about 30% of their total calories will be protein. Um, now total calories obviously depends on the person and depends on, on a lot of stuff, but let's say we give them a 2000 calorie diet, they're going to be eating 150 grams of protein a day. Um, and so that kind of also goes off of, and I say this a ton, like, this is usually just my go-to saying, I'll say, um, eat anywhere from 0.7 to one gram of protein per pound, um, of body weight. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pretty common recommendation that I give to people. The other thing now where that can kind of get tricky is because let's say someone has a lot of weight to lose. Right. And that's where like, you know, if, if someone is, you know, 250 pounds and they, they really like are, are striving to lose a, you know, a good amount of body fat, 250 grams of protein is a little insane, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're kind of like just starting out to track. And so that's where, you know, again, it's another kind of gray area where people can get really confused. And so that's where we can kind of take it a little bit of a step further and say, okay, um, 0.7 to one gram of your ideal body weight right? So let's say like your ideal body weight, meaning, you know, what can, what do you think you can achieve at your absolute leanest? That doesn't mean you'll get there and it doesn't mean you should get there, but, you know, think of yourself with 
you know, your fat pretty well gone. Um, and what is that kind of lean mass number? Um, now it's not going to be perfect. Of course, it's not going to be perfect, but at least it will give you a better ballpark um, and a much more attainable number to start tracking towards, right? So let's say you were 250 pounds, you want to lose, I don't know, 70 pounds and get down to 180. Then you would probably aim for about anywhere from 160 to 180 grams of protein per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to the 30%. Uh, that we mentioned before. So in order to lose weight, aiming for the 30% of your daily calories as protein is, is kind of like the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So that kind of sums kind of that up. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let's say you do have 150 grams of protein and you're, that you're aiming for each day. How the heck do you get that in? <laughs> that <laughs> this is honestly probably I would say it's the number one. I'm just like, I love bold statements today, apparently, but like, this is the number one question that nine, like nine out of 10 people ask me all the time. Like, how am I going to reach this protein goal? Because essentially, like if you're starting out eating, you know, between 40 to 50 grams of protein a day, and all of a sudden now I'm asking you to eat 150, that's three times. what you're used to eating every single day. So this is always a question that we have, that we get at the beginning. And honestly, it kind of goes throughout the whole program. Yeah. It's ongoing. It's, it's totally ongoing. And I wanted to kind of like say a couple statements before we go into like, you know, protein examples and stuff and like maybe give some meal ideas. The first thing I want to say is like, as you just said, it is like an ongoing thing. Like, and take it from somebody who's been tracking her food on and off for like five, six years. Like if I'm not tracking my food, I can guarantee you I'm getting maybe 115, 120 grams of protein a day. Like maybe that. Right. And when I'm tracking my food, I'm like gunning for, you know, 140, 150. And it is like a, it is a full on effort every day, like for sure. And now I'm not saying that it's like, I'm like struggling and it's on my mind all the time. Was it at the beginning? For sure. Like you have to go through that kind of learning curve and you have to go through that bit of an obstacle at first that I think everybody goes through. It does get easier for sure, but that doesn't mean I can just let it come naturally because it doesn't come naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the, that's one unfortunate kind of part of it. Um, the, other thing that I was going to say, which I actually totally forget. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. It'll come to me after, but, um, yeah, just like, just remember that it, it does, it doesn't come easy, but it's worth it. (laughs) And once you have like a kind of a library, if you will, of go-to items and Mm -hmm. go-to high protein recipes, then it becomes, you know, a lot more manageable. Um, Let's go through some of them. Yeah. And then we can kind of give some of our own, maybe like meals that we go to regularly. Sure. So So, for meats. Yeah. So for meats, we've all, we've obviously got the lean choices with chicken, turkey, uh, extra lean ground beef. If you can lean beef, pork. Um, What else do we have in there? I guess we have the red meats, um, sausage. Well, I guess that's pork 
what other meats now remember like the fatty yeah. yeah like I wanted to have a conversation about that because this is something that we talk about a lot in our challenges too mm-hmm. um because in our challenges we actually say um like no high saturated fat meats and no added sugars those are kind of two rules that we put in our challenge yeah and now that's not something just the 28 days right like of course beyond the challenge we want people to kind of learn how to incorporate sugars and and those high fatty meats into their diet because it's just a part of life. But in the 28 days, what we're kind of doing is we're, we're again, educating people on how to hit that 30% protein um, without going over your fats, right? Because mm-hmm. if you have 30% protein, then you're left with 70% dedicated to fats and carbs. And if you split that up equally, then you're doing 35 roughly of each, or you can do 40 of carbs and 30 of fat. And if you're trying to hit 30% protein and you're only have 30% fat and you're eating sausages and, you know, medium ground beef and, um, whatever, then you are going to go way out of that 30% fat range really quickly. Yeah. Right. And so that's why we prefer to prioritize lean meats for sure. Chicken, turkey, um, extra lean ground beef, turkey sausages, um, all that kind of stuff. Turkey bacon, turkey bacon, freaking my go-to for sure. Um, Because if you prioritize those and then you have, you know, maybe some salmon or some like a burger at the end of the day or something where you can, you know, sneak it in, then that's fantastic. Right. But try and prioritize the lean, the lean meats, because that way you're going to be able to maintain that balance. Yeah. And that's a great little segue to the next one, which is fish. Yeah. Um, again, watch out for the fats in salmon. However, you know, this is, and this is what I would say to one of my clients too, that, you know, just because salmon is a little bit higher on your fat intake, it doesn't mean that it's not a healthy food for you. Oh my God, not at all. Omegas are through the roof. Right. Um, so just watch the balance on that, but it's still like a, a great healthy choice. So good, right? Like none of this. And this is where, you know, it can easily be misconstrued as though fat is bad. Like, oh, they're telling us not to eat fat. Like, no, 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 no. Like we're trying to tell you to eat balanced. Right. Like that's what this comes down to. It comes down to the fact that we are naturally very unbalanced eaters. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to just get that balance back by prioritizing lean lean things. But yes, you're totally right. Salmon is such, such a good source of healthy fats. Yeah. Um, what else do we have on here? Sardines, which no go for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> um, we've got your white fish. So those are really great. Like haddock. Um, what's another one? Perth uh, shrimp. We're big shrimp. Shrimp. Yeah. Love, love a shrimp cocktail. Oh yeah. So we've been doing like, uh, Doug actually just got a bunch of shrimp and we'll do like shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos the best. Yeah, and we'll just load up the shrimp. Oh yeah, so good. And it's super, oh, it's so lean and it's such high protein and we love it. Yeah. Some Cajun lime shrimp tacos. Woo! Oh yeah. Little cilantro in there. Little cilantro. <laughs> Did you know that I was not always a cilantro eater? No, you, you're you like the I'm only person. Isn't that no. weird? Yeah. yeah, that is really weird. Cause either like you're a lover or a hater. Yeah. And I, and I, I know, I don't know what happened if I just like all of a sudden, you know, you got, you got taste buds. Time. Yeah. Something, something happened, but I hated it. You know, classic person. It's like, oh, it tastes like soap. Um, 
And then all of a sudden it was like, I love it. It's super weird. I would put cilantro on my Cheerios if I could. <laughs> yeah, I'm stopping you. Slightly aggressive, but yeah. I love cilantro. Um, okay, another one, pardon? Oh, you still have some more meaty ones? Some more meaty ones. Yeah, do you have any more meat suggestions? Oh, um, what did we talk about? Meats, fish. I was going to bring up eggs. Well, yeah. So I was going to go into like the non-meat eater people. Oh, okay. The non-meat eater people. And that's, you know what? I would like consider myself more in that group than an actual meat eater. I mean, when Robin's been coaching me, she's been forcing me to eat (laughs) (laughs) chicken and things like that. And I will with lots of seasoning, but I'm also like big legume guy over here. Uh, Candy beans, chickpeas, lentils, um, I'm, I also really, again, you gotta, you gotta watch kind of the ingredient list on some of these and the, uh, fat level in some of these, but I'm also kind of a big fan of, of like the, what, like not the artificial meat, but what's it called oh. slipping my mind right now, yeah, like beyond know. meat, beyond, beyond meat yep. and things like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a gray area in it itself, right? Not, not, I don't, not like, you know, I think there's some, there's definitely some different views on like, you know, whether it's good for you. I think like, you know, everything in moderation is fine. But what's interesting is the macros on those Beyond Meat burgers. Oh, they're like not, they're not far off from like a regular beef burger. No. It's yeah. So, I mean, like if you're looking for better macros, go for like a turkey burger. If you don't eat meat, I would say make your own kind of like black bean burger. Yeah. And you know what else is a good one that I used to do all the time is like a portobello mushroom burger. (laughs) I know you're not a mushroom guy. Aren't you like allergic to mushrooms? No, that's not me. I love mushrooms. Oh, okay. Never mind. Carry on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) love mushrooms love a good portobello mushroom burger um that's like one of my favorite things yeah um but back to yeah it is a bit of a gray area too with like the non-meat um and yeah like I think and I kind of just learned this last summer when like all those what I don't know if it was last summer the summer before when all those like beyond meat burgers came out and I looked at the nutrition label and like in one patty it was 18 grams of fat yeah and I was like whoa 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 but um yeah so that's my short story about beyond meat burgers really short story um yeah so those are some non so with when it comes to um you know vegan options so excluding you know the eggs and dairy so basically your legumes what I talked about with um the fat before is true with carbohydrates in legumes. Yeah. So the tricky thing and why people have a hard time hitting protein mm-hmm. um, without going over their daily calories, if they're you know vegetarian or vegan is because the carbohydrate quantity in kidney beans and chickpeas and lentils and edamame and all that kind of stuff is a little bit high too, right? So, and it's for most part, especially chickpeas and beans, it's pretty well 50, 50 for a lot of it. Like, but if you're getting 20 grams of protein in whatever serving, you're also getting 20 grams of carbs. So it's, uh, you know, you're bumping those up at the same time. And that's where it does get challenging. Now, like I, that's where you want to find, like, if you want to add like a vegan, um, 
protein supplement into your diet so you can get it a little bit higher or anything like that, which maybe is a good kind of segue into just talking about supplements in general. Sure. Um, because I think I'm sure people are kind of wondering like, oh, is it good if I take a supplement? Yeah. Um, do you take a supplement every day? I do. Yeah, I do indeed. Um, so I do whey protein. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will do like a, like a chocolate or a vanilla protein powder. I try to stick to one processed protein Mm -hmm. a day and get the rest from, you know, whole foods. Um, but I do definitely, you know, always have one scoop of protein, which is usually around like 30 grams which is a, which is a pretty good, nice little chunk and a nice boost Yeah, for you. Right. Um, and, and especially for those who, cause as we said at the beginning of this chat, protein fills you up, right? Oh yeah. If you're trying to eat a lot of protein, you are going to be full until your body starts to like adapt right to the, just the higher calories in general. Yep. So being able to drink 30 grams of protein is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and such an easy way to get it in. Now, just as Michelle said, like you don't want to be getting, you know, 50, 60, 70% of your protein target from um, supplements or protein bars or anything like that. Like try and get it from whole foods as much as you can, but it's such a good little top off. I for sure, like, you know, there are days sometimes and not often, but all down two scoops at once, just because I'm like running around, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is bringing up like so many, you know, good recipes and like good tips that I have in my mind. But um, actually, this was one of yours, the Mm. Greek yogurt with scoop of protein and mashed raspberries. So good. Let's go through a couple of these recipes because we've been. Yeah, we can kind of wrap up this episode with some like good recipes to take away. Yeah. So that's Um, a good one. Do you want to do you want to tell them about that one? Yeah. So that's just Greek yogurt. So we can do, you know, my, my recipe is usually like three quarters cup. Um, and then I do a scoop of chocolate protein and then just frozen raspberries on top and don't blend it just like mash in the raspberries with a fork. So good. Like ice cream deliciousness. And I usually have it as like my last kind of snack meal at the end of the day. It does feel like a meal. Um, and you know, that protein's gonna make you stay feeling full all night. Yeah. Um, and so that that's like my go-to night snack. That's protein. Perfect. I, f- I forgot about that to be honest. I need to start doing <laughs> that again. Um, that's such a good one. If anybody has a sweet tooth after after 7 p.m., whatever, what after dinner time, like that is such a good one to incorporate. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know we kind of, you know, skipped ahead too, but we will, you did mention eggs and dairy, but like Greek yogurt, amazing source for um, anybody looking to get away from like just the meat, or if you want to do breakfast with Greek yogurt, a great way to get your protein in there. Yeah. 0%, 2%. If you have a little bit of extra fat for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adding in any kind of flavor protein is, is just awesome. Um, I'm also a huge fan of oat bowls. Mm-hmm. I, I can just mash oat bowls all day. So I do like 
I do 50 grams of oats, one scoop or a little bit more, maybe like 60 grams if it's like post-workout mm -hmm. and I'll do a scoop of protein, mix it in my oats. I'll add like berries and um, you can even put Greek yogurt on top too if you want like an extra little boost of protein. Um, that's like one of my favorite. And you can literally top oats with anything. Sometimes I put ice cream on mine. That's delicious. Because I can't. So good. Um, what do I do for breakfast? So like breakfast, I mean, you can do oats for breakfast. Of course, you can do those any time of day. Um, mm -hmm. My go-to breakfast is um, two slices of like rye bread. You can also get high protein bread. Um, so either like Dave's killer bread, there's also like harvest something. I don't know. The grocery store is now coming out with a few different more options where it's like, you can get a solid 12 grams of protein in two slices, which is great. Yeah. So if you can seek that out, go seek that out. Um, and bread is fantastic. Don't demonize bread for a second because we mm -hmm. all need it in our lives. Um, mm -hmm. then I'll do, depending on the day, I'll do either one or two eggs, um, less or more egg whites, depending on if I have one or two. So I usually get at least an extra 60, 50, 60 grams of egg whites in there, which is not a ton of protein. It just gives you a little bit of extra. So anywhere from like five to 11 grams of protein with the egg whites, then I'll do like three or four slices of turkey bacon, um, some avocado, and that's pretty well it. Um, and that in itself is like, I am a huge pusher of high protein breakfasts. Yeah. Get it in early because then you're not scrambling around for the rest of the day, trying to figure out where you're going to get your protein from. Yep. And again, it goes back to that full feeling, um, and that satisfied feeling that will carry you, you know, well into lunch, if not after lunch, if you're having a big hearty protein filled breakfast, whereas if you go to grab you know, usual carbs like toast and peanut butter or cereal, yeah. you don't feel full and it almost like starts a snacking trend, right? You're hungry like two minutes later. Exactly. Throughout yeah. the day. My go-to right now, and I can't wait, I'm going to make these these week this weekend because I'm doing the challenge, um, is like, um, what's the word for like, cop like copycat uh, Starbucks egg bites? Oh my God. Those are so good. The sous vide things. Yeah. So get like a silicone muffin tin, yeah. line it with uh, turkey bacon, put an egg in between in the middle of the turkey bacon, like the turkey bacon's around the perimeter. Mm -hmm. And you can either break the yolk, not break the yolk with your fork. I don't break the yolk. Um, chop up some spinach, chop up some like egg, maybe some red peppers, throw them in there, salt and pepper. Cilantro. Yeah. No, that's the garnish. You top everything with cilantro to finish it off. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then throw them in and like, you've got breakfast for a few days. Yeah. Egg muffins are the best. So good. And like, just pop them out and then you've got your turkey bacon, you've got your egg. Um, so good. I yeah. love it. I like that one too. Um, now I know, like, I know there are not, are some like non-egg eaters out there, right? So you can like take any of these and just, well, not that one because that one's pretty egg dominant, but like, if you're doing toast and turkey bacon and avocado, you don't need eggs on it. Right. And you can do like, um, just have a couple extra slices of turkey bacon or something like that. 
Um, And you go back to your oats too. I know on our blog, I haven't done it yet, but I was eyeing it the other day. Um, I think we have like a, a brownie overnight. Yeah. Overnight oats. Overnight oats. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, Another thing too, like if you have a crock pot or, you know, if you have a big, a big pot, like make yourself some like turkey chili, um, big, like a big pot of stew, like chicken noodle soup or stew or something like that, where you can kind of just store, um, away. And it's like, again, an easy way to have, you know, access to a high protein meal is so helpful. Um, and then other, like, you know, other than that, for those of you who have like a continuous hard time hitting protein, remember that if it's not in your fridge prepped, it's, you're making it so much harder on yourself. Right. So like, you always are taking inventory of what's in your fridge and you're either doing a grocery shop and, or you're prepping. So like cooking your protein sources before your other ones go empty. Right. So there's like a cross, there's a constant crossover of you making sure that you have available sources in your fridge. And that way you're like never scrambling. You never have like a, you know, a bad day or a bad couple of days because you're in between grocery shops. So you're in between barbecuing or, you know, frying up some chicken on the pan or in the oven or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, great example. Like, you know, Doug and I are pretty well constantly cooking. Like, I mean, just because we're at home now and we can, but you know, we're working from home allows us to be a little bit more, um, frequent in our grocery shops and, and cooking, but you know, we'll barbecue like two packs of chicken at once. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see it's running low. Okay, cool. Let's whip out the turkey sausage and maybe make some burgers, slap those on the barbecue. Okay. We have those in our fridge and it's just like a constant flow. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. I'm all, I'm almost like the opposite. I like prep like carbs and veggies and then always kick crook like protein fresh As you go yeah and I think that's because you're totally like there are different people you're you don't like like reheated protein eh yeah no I don't read yeah, yeah. so there are a lot of people like that um I don't care like I can eat chicken you know that's been in the fridge for a few days so yeah um yeah like it really comes and this is just I mean a meal prep conversation in general right like we're yeah. down to you have to figure out what works best for you and what you enjoy and what's going to allow you to stay consistent with it if that means you're cooking your meals as they come then then that's what you need to do and you need to kind of dedicate time to do that um yeah you know it'd be a quick th- good thing to do and I know we're probably getting pretty close to our short this is more of a a long than a short, but, um, snacks want to just wrap off some like quick protein snacks. Yeah. And I always, so here's where I have a hard time with this too, because I'm not a snacker. Yeah. I'm really not. And it's, and it's something that's personally helped me a lot. Whereas like, if, if I just focus on my meals, then I'm a way more intentional eater. Mm-hmm. And I just find that I can put more thought and I can put more time behind me eating and snacking for me is kind of just an easy way for me to go overboard with my calories. Now that doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. That's like a personal thing. Maybe some people can listen to this and say like, Oh, I'm going to try that. And maybe it'll work for you. But like, so when people are like, Oh, what are some protein snacks? I literally say my snacks are like a small version of a meal. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, I'm going to have a snack and I have a small bowl of oats instead of a big bowl of oats, you know, like, And so, but I know you, I think you have some like, like those edamame cups are a good one. 
I live for those. I eat every day. And, you know, it's, it's so important to like talk about basically it's kind of funny, but how both different we are. Like if I don't have protein snacks, I won't hit my protein target. And that's just because for me, like eating a large amount of meat or protein at once is just difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I like space it out different during the day, which is like over time, um, it just works better for me. And I've been doing that with like, yeah, edamame every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry about the soy and edamame. Like nothing's going to happen if you eat, eat edamame every day. Uh, <laughs> um, edamame every day, turkey roll-ups. Yeah. So just like um, literally – um, you know, thinly sliced turkey breast. I'm very lucky by us. We have like a butcher, so it's not processed meat, but you know, if your local deli has turkey deli meat, that's fine. Deli meat all the time. Yeah, that's completely fine. Um, so like turkey roll-ups again, like back to the Greek yogurt, um, that's like a good snack, whether it's a nighttime snack or whether it's an afternoon snack, protein shake, protein bars, Mm -hmm. just try to do one or the other. But again, like protein bars are are really good because they take, they give you that like sweet craving throughout the day. And like, I'm a big mid afternoon kind of protein. Yeah. That's good. Protein bar guy. Like to get me go to protein bar. I like a good quest, but only if heated up. Yeah. I've, yeah. Because you can't really eat them regularly. Um, big RX. Love RX. Love lover. Um, the thing with RX is that I love them, but they're only around 12 grams of protein. Yeah. Um, I like pure protein. Me too. Which uh, I love like the salted caramel ones. And I also love the availability of them. Cause when you're talking to people, like not all of everyone lives in Toronto, you know, Ontario, people live in the States and it just seems to be like a really accessible one. Yeah. They're at Costco pretty well everywhere. Costco, any grocery store. Um, if I'm going, I don't know if they have them anymore. Have you seen the Kirkland brand protein bars at Costco recently? I've been avoiding Costco because I need to save my money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um I haven't seen any there lately um yeah those are all really really good suggestions and you're totally right it's so funny how different we are like I could literally eat a whole barbecue chicken in one sitting <laughs> right whereas I'm like I will only eat, like chicken breast yeah wouldn't eat a turkey thigh if you were like really yeah yeah I mean, (laughs) but see, everyone's different. You just have to find what works. And like, that's also, you know, plug to us is like the benefit of us is that we make it customizable. And, and we realize that literally every single person is different. different. Yeah. That's why I fucking hate meal plans, man. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, no, it's so hard. No to meal plans. Um, Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap this up. So when it comes to fat loss and body composition, protein is king. Yeah. Or queen. 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 Yeah. 
<laughs> so, and you don't need to restrict anything to benefit from a higher protein intake. It's all about adding to your diet in most cases. Yes, that's actually such a good way to end this. Because <laughs> if you just add, if you just focus on adding, this is what I've talked about with other people too. It's like don't focus on cutting out sugar. Focus on adding more vegetables. Because if right. you just add more fiber, you naturally will tend to eat less sugar. It's yep. the same thing as protein. Don't for, don't think about cutting out carbs or cutting out fat. Just add more protein. Because you, if you're focusing on a balanced diet, you will in turn end up eating less fat and less carbohydrates, just less calories in general. Yep. And by permanently increasing your protein over time, you tip the calories in versus calories out balance in your favor. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. Great way to end it. Um, I really hope you guys took away at least something. If not anything, then a nice little snackaroo that you can have today. Um, and if you have any other questions, maybe something that we missed or something that we didn't cover, I mean, you know, where to find us, you can, uh, find us on online bodzy.com. You can find us on Instagram, uh, find us on TikTok. I don't know, hunt us down. You'll, you can find us somewhere and ask us, um, if you have any like other podcast or FGB short suggestions or topics you'd like us to cover as well, let us know. Um, if you are listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Make sure that you are subscribing to this channel so that you can be up to date on all future FGB shorts and FGB interviews. Um, I don't know who we have lined up for the next couple of weeks, but someone amazing, probably. And yeah, have an awesome day, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.